been a bad day You've been looking back And all you can see is everything you wish you could take back All your mistakes A world of regrets All of those moments you would rather forget I know it's hard to believe But let me refresh your memory Yesterday is history And history is miles away So leave it all Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. 
We are so blessed that you have taken time out of your busy schedules to join us this evening to uncover what God has for you. We welcome you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we pray that you find yourselves in a blessed season. You are welcome to call into our show at 1-347-324-3813 for prayers, questions, and testimonies. We will be tapping into the prophetic mantle that the Lord has created. Prepare yourselves for a powerful word from God on this day. We invite you to visit us at www.martinezleadershipgroup.com where you will find resources that will bless you. It will also allow you the opportunity to sow into our ministry if God leads you. We pray that the show is a blessing to you. Now here's our host, Robert Martinez. Blessing saints. Thank you, Father, for another day to spend it in the presence of you, Father God. We thank you for the ears that are listening. We thank you for those that that are present right now to to share with us, Father God, your word, your love, your grace, and your mercy, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for another day to spend it together under the Shekinah glory, Father God, under your fire, Father God. We are seeking your faith tonight, Father God, as you're going to teach us, Father God, how to defend our faith. And and be ready for when you warn us of the wickedness, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the things that you've given us, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the things that you have not given us, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the things that you have removed from our life, Father God. And for the people that you have removed also, Father God. We bless them, Father God, in the holy name of Jesus, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the new wine skin, the new thing that you're doing in the midst, Father God. We thank you for the fire that you pour upon us every single day, Father God, as we walk deeper and deeper into you, Father God, and in the, under your love, Father God, under your hands, Father God, under your covering, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to do a new things in our life, a new things in our children's life, Father God, a new things in, in the things that, the people that we touch, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, as you, you make history with the love of Christ, unconditional love, Father God. Make history tonight, Father God. Let us see signs, wonders, and miracles, Father God, restoration, healing, and deliverance in the people that are listening, Father God, in their family, their friends, their neighbors, their enemies, Father God, everyone included, Father God, no man left behind, Father God, for your glory and your glory alone, Father God, let the words that are coming through this airway, Father God, be a piercing, double-edged sword, Father God, that's going to burn every ear and every soul that is listening right now in the mighty name of Jesus, let their hearts become repentant, full repentance for your glory, Father God, that they could come to the knowledge of who Jesus is and who our loving Abba Father is, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to have your way tonight, Father God. Have your way, Father God. As I feel your fire falling right now, Father God, I ask you, Father God, to send a consuming fire throughout the airway, Father God. As the sound of my 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 voice, Father God, let the, the ears tremble, Father God, the homes tremble, Father God, with your glory, your thunder, Father God. We are seeking full restoration for your glory, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to have your way with us, Father God. Have your way with us, Father God. And I ask you, Father God, to give Robert a fresh anointing, Father God, as he brings this word, prophetic word, prophetic teaching, Father God, that you have imparted into him for us to hear, Father God. Let it be a, a new, fresh thing in his life, Father God, in our lives, Father God. For your glory and your glory alone, Father God. Do your thing, Father God. Do, do, pierce our hearts, Father God. Pierce our hearts, Father God. And get us closer to you, Father God. As we seek you and we're knocking and we're asking, Father God, to show us your hand, Father God. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. My goodness, saints. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to your name, Lord. Hallelujah to your name, Lord. 
My God, how we doing, church? How are we doing? I tell you what, we've had a powerful week here. 347-324-3813. You need to give me a call tonight. Uh, we're going to get a little, you know, a little studious tonight. I know I, I have listeners, man, that love to listen to the word and they love to, you know, whenever we, we get the teaching and, and getting deep into the word of God and it gives us revelation. So we're going to get a, a, just a little, you know, uh, because we're going to learn how to defend our faith and we're going to warn the wicked with this. And the way that we do that is by defending the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so we're going to get a little bit into that uh, and kind of wrap up some of the teachings that we've been doing um, this past week. Everything is coming full circle, right? Because, you know, we, we've had walking with God also. We had a tremendous teaching on walking with God. We had spiritual warfare, right? So you go through the spiritual warfare, you walk with God, and today we're going to talk about how do we defend our faith, Right. And then how do we warn the devil? You know, hey, devil, you got to leave us alone, too. You know, and how you do that is by defending the gospel. But one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I just want to put out a couple of things. Next week, Saints, is going to be powerful. It's going to be very powerful. We're going to be on seven nights, seven nights in a row at 9 p.m., uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can go ahead and tune in and I'm going to be on seven nights and I'm going to do eight teachings on the prophetic. So you can, you know. A lot of people call it out there, you know, the school of the prophet, and then they title it all kinds of things. I'm teaching eight different teachings on the prophetic. You title it whichever way you want. But I'll give you the titles of each individual one. On Monday, we're going to talk about the prophetic church. On Tuesday, we're going to talk about the gift of prophecy. On Wednesday, we're going to talk about the office of the prophet. On Thursday, we're going to talk about the authority of the prophet. And on Friday, we're going to talk about revelation through the prophet. On Saturday, we're going to talk about prophetic impartation, and then Sunday, we're going to combine both. Sunday night, we're going to talk about prophetic confirmation and rewards for honoring the prophet. So you definitely don't want to miss that. That's going to be, I mean, it's going to be tremendous. Um, you, you definitely want to go ahead and join us. And then here's something else. I want to give a, yesterday we talked about um, our listeners and people who, who join us, you know, sowing $10 into the ministry when they when they come on. And I want to thank those of you who were obedient to God, you know, uh, who really went ahead and, and, and came through for us. Uh, for those of you who haven't, you still have tonight. And we believe in God that, you know, that that'll be something that, um, you know, that, that God will put in your heart to go ahead and sow a seed of $10 into this ministry. Um, one of the things that we're going to start doing, and you want to take note of this, this is very, very important. On the 21st of February, it's going to start. 21st of February, this month, 21st of February. What we are going to do is... Uh, I, I, you know, had a discussion with my better half, with, with my wife, and, and God had put in my heart that we need to start teaching the Bible. I, I You know, I don't know what's going on in some churches. Uh, for most part, I think pastors do a great job, uh, pastors, apostles, and bishops. But I hear some saints talk some stuff that just makes my head just turn, and I think that it has a lack to do with uh, the teachings and the equipping and the discipleship that the churches are going through. So one of the things that I'm going to do here on the radio show is we're going to start studying the books of the Bible. Uh, and on the 21st of February, we're going to start with the book of Romans. And um, in order to go ahead and do that, it's going to be at the same time. It's going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern time. But you got to go to our website, www.thepowerwithinyoushow.com. Um, and you have to register, and registration is going to be $20 for the course. 
Okay, so every time we cover a book, until we cover all 66 books, um, there'll be about $20 a book. Um, and what'll happen is it'll be, you know, you got to register for it. We're going to have it right here on blog radio, but it'll only be for the listeners who register in. So you got to go, you, when you get to our website, you got to look for the uh, tab that says um, course registration. And then you register for that. Um, you pay your $20 and you'll be in on the on 21st of February for the first teaching called um, on the book of Romans. And my goal is to go ahead and take you through the entire Bible. And as we study the books, I want to be able to break the books down to you exactly what the scriptures mean. I want to tell you who the characters of that book are. Why did he write it? What was the purpose behind it? What was going on in those times? I want to give you the historical data behind the books. So that way, by the time you're, because, you know, you always run into a lot of, uh, a lot of programs that tell you, you know, read the Bible in a year, read the Bible in six months. Well, reading the Bible and studying the Bible are two different things. So we're going to get deep into um, when we're in the Old Testament, we're going to go ahead and get deep into the Hebrew. When we're in the New Testament, we're going to get deep into the Greek. Well, Jesus spoke Aramaic. We're going to break down and see what the expository dictionaries mean with the different uh, with the different scriptures. We're going to do exegesis and homiletics. We're going to we're going to break everything down just like if you went to Bible college. Uh, uh, except that you're not going to be able to be uh, to study these type of courses. Uh, you're not going to be able to study these courses for $20 a book. But I want to go ahead and bless the saints to the best of my ability. I'm going to labor over making sure I can go ahead and give you the best course possible. And if you register, then we'll contact every person individually, and we'll give you all the details on how it's going to work, how what you what you need to do. Um, and we're going to have it right here on the air. Um, you'll have an opportunity to take notes. If there are some notes that I feel that I need to put out for the um, – for the course itself, then I'll make sure that I email it to you and you can have it in front of you for bullet comments. And we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to open up the mics to the group that registers, you know, whoever is attending the class so we can have discussions and people can ask questions and we can, we can, I mean, it's it really, really, when God showed me this, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So I encourage you to do that. Just go to the power within you show.com. Go to course registration. It's just $20. Go ahead and register. And the first course is going to be on the 21st of February on the book of Romans. Let's find out what it was that Paul, uh, when he wrote to the Romans in 57 AD, let's find out what his intentions were, why he was writing, and what those scriptures that we always try to quote, exactly what is it that he was trying to communicate at the time. Okay? So, Hallelujah. Um, three four seven three two four three eight one three. You know, we need to start defending our faith. Is basically what it comes down to. We have to defend the faith. There's too many people out there that are coming against the church. Um, there's too many people that are coming against our beliefs. So I just, you know, if you would just bear with me just to, just a few minutes this evening while I I talk to you about this subject because it's a dear subject to me. When we talk about defending the gospel, because many of you have also um, have heard me say that the gospel of Jesus Christ is a simple gospel. We're the ones who are always complicating it. Right. And if you turn to Galatians in chapter two, it says, then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with me this time, this being Paul. And I went up by revelation and communicated to them that gospel, which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of the reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. 
And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in who came, in other words, who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ that might bring us into bondage, and to whom we did not yield submission even for an hour. That truth, the gospel, might continue with you. But from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seem to be something added nothing to me. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me, as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter, for he who had worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me towards the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles, and they too, the circumcised. They desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I also was eager to do. You know, in the first chapter of Galatians, Paul provided this, that, you know, that his gospel and his apostleship came directly from Christ, independent of the twelve. His readers would naturally ask, then what was Paul's relationship to the twelve and the Jerusalem's church? He answers that with a question, and it was, it was his gospel was approved by the apostles. He says, my gospel, isn't my gospel approved by the apostles? When you go to chapter, it, it, because in chapter 2 and verse 1 through 10, what Paul is saying is, you know, in order for me to go ahead and for you to understand where I'm coming from, isn't my gospel that was given to me by revelation through Christ, isn't that sufficiently approved by the apostles? My God, 14 years after Paul's visit to Jerusalem, 14 years, Acts chapter 9. He was back in the Holy City to attend the council on the problem of law and grace. Paul went to this conference by revelation. That is, Christ personally directed him to go, just as he had personally given him the gospel years before. Paul had been ministering among the Gentiles. He and Barnabas had seen many Gentiles saved and many local churches established. Now, the fate of the Gentile ministry was being discussed by the church leaders. You know, saints, I, I, I encourage you, read Acts chapter 15 again for the accounts of, of a lot of these important, uh, the important conferences. And, and some have suggested that there were four different meetings involved. One, it was a public meeting at which Paul recounted what God had done among the Gentile. You can find that in Acts chapter 15. Uh, two was Paul's private meeting with the leaders. Right. You can find that in Galatians 2 and the public debate of Act chapter 15 in Galatians 2. And then number number four and the council session at which the matter was finally settled in Acts chapter 15. Paul met with the leaders privately, but not because he was afraid his message was wrong. He knew his message was right. It was the right one because it had come from Jesus himself. Rather, he met with them privately to keep out the spies and to avoid any open disagreements that would only add fuel to the fire. And I believe that that's something that all of us in the body of Christ need to understand. Everybody all of a sudden wants to boast and be loud. And, and when it comes to the gospel and let everybody know how much they know and everything, sometimes, you know, you need to be a little bit more discreet when, when you are discussing things with other saints, right? It's just not to add fuel to fire if you're among the secular world, okay, because we are trying to save souls, but there's a way to go about that, and we're going to cover that next week when we start getting into prophetic evangelism. 
You know, Titus was with Paul and, and, and him being a Gentile, and, and, and he was uncircumcised. And according to the that, – you know, that's – that's according to the Bible. And Titus was not even saved, if you go to Acts chapter 15. But the church leaders did not compel Titus to be circumcised. So Paul concludes, this proves that the circumcision has nothing to do with salvation. Oh, my God. I probably need to do a whole other teaching just on that. There were false brethren there, people who wanted to rob the believers of the glorious liberty they have in Christ. This party must have argued for Titus circumcision. Paul beat them down. See, when you got to stand up for the gospel, the group was divided, and some were for you know legalism, some were for liberty, some were for compromise between the two. The church today is still divided, with some teaching salvation by ritual, like they, we need to go through something in order to be saved. There's a ritual that needs to happen. Others, you know, insisting on mixing the law and grace. And the minorities, you know, when you talk about the minority of the people, the minority hold to Paul's gospel of the grace of God. The Apostle Paul says, I am who I am by the grace of God. The conclusion of the matter was that the church leaders agreed that Paul's message and ministry were of God and that he should minister to the Gentiles while Peter and the twelve ministered to the Jews. Paul is careful to point out, though, he's careful to point out that the same spirit who worked in Paul worked in Peter as well. Okay, so both had the same message and the same spirit, but were responsible for different spheres of the ministry. Hallelujah. The council added nothing to Paul's message and endorsed it as well. Paul had preserved the truth of the gospel from the lies of the enemy. Okay, so all of us are saved. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All of us are saved and all of us are called and all of us have a purpose, but all of our purposes are different in order to glorify God. So you don't have to spend time being jealous of somebody. You don't have to spend time envying somebody. You can just pay attention to what God gave you because it's unique. Paul was right in ignoring the spiritual positions of the people mentioned. When, when you go when you go to Galatians chapter two verse six, he was he was right in ignoring the, the you know the spiritual positions of those people. Even the best leaders can make mistakes. And Paul cites Barnabas and Peter as examples. After the Jerusalem conference, Peter had visited the Gentile church in Antioch, where Paul and Barnabas were still ministering. Okay. God had clearly revealed to Peter that no foods or peoples were unclean, but the apostles fell back into legalism into legalism just the same way. When he first came to Antioch, Peter mingled with the Gentiles and ate with them. But after some visitors came from Jerusalem, he withdrew himself and put up the old Jewish barriers again. I mean, even Barnabas fell into the trap. It was amazing his missionary companion, Paul. The reason was fear. And for the fear of man brings a snare. Can't be scared of, 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 of pro proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Peter and Barnabas were not walking uprightly. What we believe determines how we behave. Because Peter and Barnabas were confused about spiritual truth, they were unable to walk a straight line. And the truth of the gospel is not only something for us to defend, but it is also something for us to practice. Hallelujah. We have a summary of the rebuke Paul gave to Peter. Certainly Paul said more than this, but the following that I'm about to tell you, it summarizes the matter very well. 
You know, I try to go ahead and compile it for you so you can understand. You are a Jew, said Paul to Peter, but you used to live like a Gentile with no barriers between you and other Christians. Now you want the Gentiles to live like Jews doing what you did, not even do yourself. My God, 347-324-3813. You need to give me a call on this. Hallelujah. We Jews have had spiritual privileges and may not be guilty of Gentile sins, but we are saved the same way they are. We would expect Paul to say they must be saved the way we are. You see, you can tell me about how you are the chosen and how you are whatever, and I believe Jesus made that clear. Again, if somebody has another Bible out there, please let me know so I can go ahead and get it. I'm pretty sure that I have all the ones that are in print, okay? But Jesus was very clear when he spoke to Nicodemus. He said, Nicodemus, let me explain something to you, partner, okay? Unless you accept the only way to the Father is through the Son. I don't recall Jesus ever in the Bible saying anything about the only way to the Father is through the Son unless you are this, 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 if you say this, 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 if you were born in the year, this, this, this. I don't remember the exceptions. Not in my Bible. And Paul showed Peter the folly of going back into the law because we have a tendency of going back into the law, and we did a teaching not too long ago on that. And I understand that, but we once again, let me remind you something. Moses brought the law. Melchizedek brought the order. There's order in the kingdom of God, and Jesus is a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. You say you've been saved by faith in Christ. Well, if you go back to the law, you are confessing that you are still a sinner needing to be saved and that Christ did not save you. Because if you're going to practice what the old law had, I'm not saying for us not to honor it. I'm not saying that it's not part of our doctrine. But if you are going to denounce what Jesus has done, and you are going to try to go back strictly to the old law, then you're saying that you, you're not saved. Christ didn't work in you. In fact, you're saying that your faith in Christ made, made you a sinner again. My God, to turn back to the law denies the work of Christ on the cross. You preach the word to the Gentiles yourself. Paul went on, referring to Acts chapter 10, but now you have changed your mind. You preach salvation by faith, now you preach salvation by law. You're building up the very things you once tore down, Paul said, which makes you a sinner. And we have a lot of those in the church today. We have a lot in the church today. We got people that want to take the portions of the Bible that Jesus fulfilled, and they want to practice and live it out today for convenience. I'm not talking to anybody who's listening to me, though. I was talking about some other people. In other words, Paul showed Peter the inconsistency of his actions and his belief. And that is because when you're going to defend the faith and you're going to go ahead and warn the wicked, if you are going to let the devil know that you are rooted and grounded, Ephesians 3.17, may Christ dwell in your, in your heart by faith so that you may be rooted and grounded in love. Okay, If you are that rooted and grounded, if Christ is dwelling in your heart by faith, okay, then you have to you you got to be consistent your actions what you show has to be consistent with what it is that you are preaching with what's coming out of your mouth i hear too many people being very sanctimonious and holy but their actions are displaying something else your inner man if you have a circumcised heart if the holy spirit dwells in you the inner man must be able to transform into your outer actions 
The law is not a, a way of life. Peter is, is a way of, you know, it's, it's amazing how when these guys got things said, the law is not a way of life, Peter. It's a way of death. The law kills us that the gospel might rise up again. A Christian is not someone who's trying to obey an outward law. A Christian is one who has the living Christ within. And by faith, I am united to Christ forever. I don't know about you. You need, this is a relationship between you and Christ. You need to ask Jesus, are we united? Are you united with him? Now, you know, and we're going to get into that. I'm telling you, you want to register into these teachings that we're going to start on the 21st of February with the book of, with the book of Romans, because neither Galatians nor Acts records Peter's response. It really doesn't. It, it seemed like Paul really tore into him. But we know that Paul's rebuke accomplished its purpose. In fact, one of the last admonitions Peter wrote was the believers should read Paul's letters to find God's truth about his present age. When you read 2 Peter chapter 13, verse 16 through, through 18. Three four seven three two four three eight one three. I'm going to go ahead and just pause. I want to take a caller real quick because this is one of those subjects. Caller number six eight one seven six eight one seven. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Is it me? Yes, it's you. Oh, my name is Lane, and I am a Facebook friend of Marta. Oh and my God! I who, who? call again tonight, and you know what? I want to thank the Lord for what you're saying because the gospel is simple. It's simple. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He didn't want us to do anything. He just wanted us to believe his word. It's so wonderful. Many people in the body of Christ, preachers, teachers, reachers, they want to put us back into bondage by saying, you can't be saved until you do this. That's just bogus. They want bondage, and God will heal in everything that you need when you're out of bondage. So you need Amen. to stay free, yes? Yeah. You're preaching there tonight. You're telling the word. A lot of people know the truth. It's not popular. We're not embraced in our churches because nobody wants to hear the truth, but the unadulterated truth of the word. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what, my sister? Give me your name again. My name is Lane Moore. Lane, I, I got to tell you some woman of God, you know, when, when we talk about in the Old Testament, the mm -hmm. circumcision was the key element in the covenant God right. had made with Abraham. But you we're know? in the grace. Uh, hallelujah. I, absolutely. So what happened was, just, just, just to give you a little historical background, and this is what I'm telling people, I'm telling you, you're going to want to uh, get get on board with these biblical teachings. What happens is a Hebrew boy on the eighth day of his life was to have a fold that's of right, skin covering the end of his penis and cut right. off. And God right. said to Abraham, any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. You yeah. see, this is the, what the Old Testament, and we are not to dismiss the Old Testament. Okay, right. but once you start living, once you start living by the Old Testament, yeah. then what you are saying is that Jesus's crucifixion had no impact no. on your life, and oh, thus no, total. the production of that is you're not saved. No, it's total. Uh, a man, I, uh, you're talking about apologetics. I was downtown in Rochester this summer, and this man was teaching the Ten Commandments, and I'm like, where'd you get that from? 
grace, it's been fulfilled. Jesus, with his prayer shawl, said that every bit of the law had been fulfilled. He's the only one that could do it. So that's why we must live by grace, because we couldn't even do it. We could not fulfill any part of the law. So it was done for us. Hallelujah. We don't have to do anything but believe, believe on the name of Jesus. The Christ is in us. The anointing is in us. God calls us particularly, specifically, to do what he called us to do. So when we call on the name of the Lord, when the Holy Ghost comes upon us, he teaches us to pray for what he wants us to pray for, to do it the way he wants us to do it. We live by the word. We have a circumcision in our heart. Oh, you're preaching tonight. I do know this word like this. I may not know it, then call it out like you can say it, but I know what God is doing. And he is putting us in order because there are generals and colonels and everything in the army of the Lord, the kingdom of God, just like the carnal enemy, the carnal army, rather, there are different positions there. And he put us at different positions to do what we need to do. It's so simple. It's such a simple, great gospel. But you're preaching very well. You're preaching real good, preacher. Well, thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you for for calling in. Make sure you register with us. And and thank you. You were a blessing. God bless you. I mean, you know, when we talk about the the Judaizers, which is what I call them, right? They were apparently aggressive, visiting not only the Antiochs, but also going to other Gentile churches, man. You know, these people were aggressive about what they believed believed in. And these men, who apparently did believe in Jesus, claimed a special authority for their teaching. They said, we are from Jerusalem. We are members of the first and thus the true church. Hallelujah. And Paul and Barnabas vigorously opposed the men who taught this in Antioch. So Paul and Barnabas, along with some others, were appointed to go to Jerusalem and see what the apostles and elders there had to say about this question. See, because even when, and and again, we're going to do Romans on the 21st. One of my favorite books in the Bible is the book of Hebrews, because the Hebrew writer, you know, when he, that's another thing. He was trying to convince people who were trying to go back to the law. You know, the, the, the law was fulfilled by Christ, but I'm here to tell you that even in the new church, even even church leadership, even the disciples, the apostles, man, they still had problems trying to get people away from that style of thinking, understanding that they, we no longer had to do certain sacrifice, they, trying to convince people about the blood of Christ. And today, you want to know what the difference today is? Today, we're not trying to convince people that what the blood of Christ is. We're not trying to go ahead and preach and trying to convince people, no, don't go back to the old days. Today, a lot of us in church, a lot of ministers, we preach to regurgitated Christians. That means that we preach to the same people every week, every week, every week, every week, ain't nobody saving souls. So then it becomes a matter of how long are you sitting here and how many sermons are you going to put under your belt? That's what it comes down to. That's the difference between now and then. Then they were trying to convince people of Christ's work. Now we just keep informing people of the same thing. I'm not, I'm not upset. You know, I'm not upset with anybody. I'm just saying that this is a progressive gospel. At some point, we got to get moving. Let me bring another caller in, if I could. Caller number two one two one two one two one. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 
This is Dillard from Belmont, North Carolina. Man, brother Dillard, you you becoming a staple in the show, man. I I, I got to get my teachings in, man. I'm looking forward to the 21st and and uh, getting into the books, like I said, because you break it down where you can really understand it, and I certainly appreciate that. Not a problem, my brother. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. You know, it's it's amazing, Brother Dillard, you know, with the body of Christ today, if you was to do a parallel comparison. I mean, let me tell you something, man. How many people are just grateful for the Apostle Paul, man? Paul fought for, for the things of, of that Jesus accomplished. And he wasn't interested in what other people were saying, you know, as far as like, Paul had a lot of respect for it. You know, the Apostle Paul respected what Moses and the law and all, he respected that. But it seems sometimes like we get stuck in, in, in yesteryear for some reason. It's a, our kids sometimes even, you know, they, they, they criticize us for those of us who are parents, you know, because they got all the rappers and all the hip music today and everything going on and the yo boys and all of that. And we still thinking about disco and stuff like that. And they'd be like, yo, y'all got stuck in the 70s. When are you going to progress? So it's almost the same thing. Like Paul is saying, excuse me, you know, this thing was 400 something years ago. Our Savior came. You need to start enjoying the salvation for the crucifixion and the resurrection and the gift that, of repentance that he bought, which is free to you. Why are you still thinking that you got something to pay? When this man then paid it all, and you, instead of you enjoying it, you trying to figure it out. That's what that's what this comes down to. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not upset at anybody. I just don't understand how we can take such a simple gospel and complicate it so much. Somebody needs to call me at three four seven three two four three eight one three, and I invite pastors to come on. Oh, I love talking to scholars and theologians. Let's break the gospel down. Because I think that we get to a point where even in today's church, we get religious with the gospel. We get too religious with the gospel. The gospel is not meant to be religious. Okay, so it's 347-324-3813. And I know that there are churches, I, let me tell you something, for the, for the majority of the part, man, I think that as, as God's elect, we do a great job um, Pastors out there, man, are preaching, you know, are, are doing what they have to do when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. But there are some saints that, you know, that I come across, man, just through conversation that you'd be like, well, no, you know, because in our church and we do it this way and in our church, we do it that way. Every church does it different. Praise God. That's the God of, of variety. But at the same time, you don't change the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Don't change the gospel of Jesus Christ because you have altered the way you do things. We don't need religious ceremonies. That's, what, that's the only thing I'm saying. And let me tell you something. With no equivocation, Paul condemned that perverted gospel and all those who preached it. He said it in verse 9. He said, let such a person be eternally condemned. My God. Let me bring in another caller if I could. Caller number... Uh, caller number 5849. 5849. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, God bless, brother. How are you? What's going on, man? Praise the Lord, man. How you been? I am blessed and, and highly favored. Amen, amen, amen. We're, we're seated in high places, amen? Yes, we are, my brother. What's the word? <laughs> Praise God, you know, um... You know, I just want to talk about, you know, the uh, the law of sowing and reaping. You know, um, you know, the Lord, you know, has put this in my heart. You know, and I know that 
there's some people out there that are struggling, you know, financially, and a lot of people lost their jobs, and um, and a lot of people are going through, you know, perilous times, you know, and um, and I just have a message, you know, I have a message, you know, from the Word of God for those who are going through, you know, tough times and tribulations and testings and you know, glory be to God. You know, uh, many Christians, you know, have become, you know, dejected, confused, discouraged, and lost hope in life, all because they have not been able to take God at his word. Call every man to be a liar, but his word to be true. You know, they... uh, they have become, you know, disappointed in life, not because God has failed to honor the promises that he made to them, but because they have denied God the opportunity to miraculously fulfill his word in their lives through their inability to believe that what God has promised and he is able and willing to fulfill it. You know, um, I honestly believe that there's someone out there, there's a listener that is struggling, you know, uh, financially. Um, you know, I just want to say that, you know, we've all been there. We've all been through struggles, you know, financially. And, and you know, I have a testimony. You know, I, I, I've said it quite a few times before. Um, like I said, you know, um, I know that my wife and I, we were in a very, very um, tough situation, as as you well know, Brother Robert and Sister Martha. And glory be to God that I have prayer of the saints and, 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 and you. I mean, you and Sister Martha are my spiritual parents, and I praise God that you have always encouraged me to believe in God, to believe in his word, because his word is a yea and amen, you know. And and I know that, you know, there was times that I couldn't even buy a gallon, you know, of milk. You know, honestly, we were in a very bad situation. I was working two jobs, and, you know, I couldn't make ends meet. You know, my wife lost her job, and, and, you know, I wasn't making a lot of money, you know, and, you know, it was, it was tough. It was a tough two, two and a half or three years, you know, for the past two and a half, three years already. And, um, praise God that when I, when I believed in God and his word, I believed that when you give generously, generously from the bottom of your heart, and you sow seeds for the kingdom of God before you pay a bill, before you pay a mortgage, God will shower financial blessings upon your life. You know, uh, I know I've been sowing seeds to to the Martinez ministry and 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 paying my tithes and offerings at church, and even though there were times that I had my back against the wall, 
But I told God, I, I told God in his word, I said, God, I know in the natural mind, in the carnal mind, I do not understand this. If I'm doing this, I am going bunkers. I'm going out of my mind. But I know that when you have that supernatural way of thinking, that kingdom mindset, and you become obedient to the word of God, and you take God in his word and you give generously from the bottom of your heart, God will honor and he will fulfill that very promise. Amen. If, if we search and seek God's kingdom and his righteousness, all things shall be added unto you. That means that the blessings will follow you, and you don't have to go after the blessings. Hmm. You know, and and I just wanna, I just wanna say something to the callers. You know, I I, I've been praying all week, and I know that there's someone out there that's going through a struggling. And you know, the Martinez family have been a, a such a blessing in my life, and I know that what you're doing, glory be to God takes a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And and you know what? God deserves that. Praise God because honestly, there's such a joy in God and his word. And you're teaching the word of God the way it's supposed to. And we've been blessed by it. And I honestly believe that hallelujah. I honestly believe that someone should be sowing seeds for the kingdom of God and should be sowing seeds to the Martinez ministry. And mark my words, take God and his word that if you sow that seed with faith, expecting a blessing from the heavens above, God will grant you that very blessing. So tonight, listeners, praise God. I honestly believe for those who are struggling financially, I honestly believe that if you sow that seed to the Martinez ministry tonight, you will experience the biggest financial breakthrough in your life. Because Amen. the God that serves, he's a God of miracles. Amen? Amen. Amen, brother. And, and the word of God is the most important thing that we need to have in our lives. And we can, and I believe, and I repeat myself, I, we can have everything in life, but if we do not have the word of God, we lack a lot. And the answer that Jesus gave Satan at their encounter in the wilderness indicates and reveals that when one has the word of God, he has what it takes to defend himself against the lies of the enemy and overcome him. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, hallelujah. There's such a satisfaction. There's such a satisfaction in believing and trusting in his word. Praise God. You cannot have a satisfying life without the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, Glory and be to I God. am believing and I'm trusting for those. Hallelujah. Sow a seed. Take God in his word, hallelujah, that he will bless you, he will deliver you, 
from the snare of the fowler. Hallelujah. Praise God. No, we, saints, we need your support tonight in the name of Jesus. It's all about focusing on God, focusing on God's word, because God will never, ever disappoint you. He's never too late. He's never too early. He's always on time. Praise God, man. Praise God. And that's... No, Go I know that what you do, it takes a lot of work and a lot of support. Well, I tell and you what, we are we we are very grateful, man, to to our to our partners and, and people who and those are some very kind words. Right? We we appreciate it, um, and and you know we are uh, we we I don't mind laboring, man. You know the devil's a liar. The devil's not gonna it's not gonna tire me out. Uh, but go ahead, brother. Go ahead and, and, and finish what you got to say. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, brother. Um, it's such an honor and a privilege to be a partner in the ministry that God has given you, brother. And Amen. you know what? It has been such a supernatural blessing to me and my family. Praise God. Well, amen. Now, now I'm in a situation that I'm going to get promoted in the fire department, and also in the military. That's God's favor upon me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's God's favor upon me because obedience, when you obey God and you obey him and his word, God will fulfill the very promise that he has given you. Amen. Amen. Ever, ever since I've been sowing to your ministry, Brother Martinez, Brother Robert Martinez, it has been such a blessing to me. And you know what? I am proud to say that you're my spiritual father. Sister Martha is my spiritual mother. And since you guys have encouraged me, I want to bless you with a love offering because God is good. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. Well, you know what? It's it's uh, it's it's always it's always all glory to God that, Amen. you know, through, you know, God can use us to, you know, so he can manifest himself and make a difference in people's lives. So we really appreciate that testimony. Um, I didn't know you was going to go all the way there like that, man, but I'm sure the listeners would be blessed. And, and, you know, when we talk about the word of God, this is what we're talking about. And this is why I'm starting this program on the 21st of February. I want to go ahead and be able to teach the Bible to, to the body of Christ with my style. You know, my style is not the best style, um, uh, there are there 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 are men of God, women of God out there that know much more than I do, and and you know I can give you what God has given me, and 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 you know as a prophetic teacher and 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 what he's he's you know the the ability that he has me, um, I want to be able to share with you, but um, you know on the 21st of February we are going to go ahead and we're going to start on the book of Romans. Um, and what I'm going to do is, and I know somebody's going to ask me, you know, in what order are we going to do it? Are we going to do all of Paul's epistles? Are we going to go to Old Testament, Old Testament, New Testament? God put in my heart the, the book of Romans. When, I'm, when God puts the next book in my heart, we'll do that one. The only thing I can promise you is that as long as God continues to bless this ministry and we're able to stay on the air for as many days as we can stay on, we're going to cover all 66 books. And by the time we cover all 66 books, I pray to God that together, all of us together who register, we're going to teach each other, we're going to gleam off of each other, and everybody's going to come away with an understanding of the Scriptures. 
the mysteries of God. The Bible wasn't able to cover everything, right? There's 66 books, but if it was to go ahead and take note of every single thing, it, w- it would be a never-ending book, okay? So one of the things that I want to do is I'm going to go ahead and start uncovering the mysteries of God that he has shown me through my teachings, and I'm going to take you to the historical leaders like just like Josephus. We're going to cover a lot of the old guys like Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon and Wiersbe and what they had to say about these books and, you know, people who lived in the time of Paul when Paul wrote these things and what, what, was, what did he really mean? Who was he addressing? Because you have to remember that the Apostle Paul wrote epistles, epistles are letters. And in order to understand what he's saying, you have to read and understand the entire letter. And in the body of Christ as Christians, we have a tendency that we pick and choose certain scriptures to go with what it is we're trying to say. And a lot of times we say it out of context. So I want to really take our time and we're going to teach and it's not going to be a hurry. And all the mics are going to be on for that teaching, whoever registers and everybody's going to have a say so. We're going to have Q&A's. We're going to have questions and answers. By the time we finish with a book in the Bible, everybody's going to understand the who, the what, the why and the where's. And that is what I that's what I pray to God. And God put that in my heart. I I went ahead and ran it by my wife, who's the intercessor prayer, and she was like, that just sounds like a good idea. So you know what? Let's do it. Next week, we're going to, every week, every day of the week, we're going to do a teaching on the prophetic. Just make sure you join us at 9 p.m. Eastern. When you register for the, uh, for the, when you register for the course for the Book of Romans, then once we get, once you register, we'll send you out an email and we'll let you know at what time and what's, what's going to be, you know, uh, how, kind of like a, um, a course outline of what I'm going to cover, how I'm going to do it. So just, you know, uh, it's it's going to be real good. Okay, so I, I pray that all of you uh, out there are listening. 347-324-3813. We love you guys. Give us a call. Go on to uh, www.thepowerwithinyoushow.com and go ahead and uh, and register. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see to the ministry so I can continue to do the things that I'm, that I'm attempting to do. Okay? Okay. Uh, Give me, uh, let me take another caller. Uh, caller number 0978. 0978, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? 0978, are you there? Oh, hello? Yes. Oh, hey, hi. Oh, calling hey, from hi. Michigan. Who, who's this? Monarchy, and I'm calling from Michigan. I, I, can't, I can't make out your first name. Monarchy. Okay. From Michigan? Yes, from Michigan. What, what part of Michigan are you from? Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. That's Derek Jeter's uh, neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, let me ask you a question. How'd you hear about the show? On Facebook. On Facebook. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, you know what? Thank God for Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is this your first time calling? Yes. No, my second time. This your second time? Yeah. Okay, well, praise God. God God Thanks. is a God of multiplication. Yeah. Uh, and, and so how is everything going with you? Great. Things are going great? Well, we need yeah. to go get some of what you got then. <laughs> <laughs> if things are going that good, my God, what can we do for you, woman of God? I just um, call in, just listen, see what the show is about. Okay, Have you? Oh, so you just came on? You just, yes. you just, uh, okay. So you probably missed the, the the teaching in the beginning, but the great thing is you can always go back and and you can uh you can listen to it. Mhm. Uh huh. Do you go to church over there in Michigan? Yes, I do. 
Okay. All right. All right. Are you are you grounded in your church? You go faithfully? Yes, I do. Okay. That's that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um do you have a, a um are you are you married? You have family, you have children? I have a daughter. You have a daughter? Okay. Great. How old yes. is she? She's eight. Eight years old. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Outstanding. Wow. So is it all right if we pray for you right now? Yes. Okay. Praise God. My God. God is so good. Yes, he is. Thank you, Father. Father God, we thank you right now, Father, for this for this uh, for this willing vessel of yours, Father God. Yes, Lord. Father God, we lift up our sister to you, Lord. Father, we're asking you to go ahead and cover her, Father God. Just go ahead and dispatch some guardian angels and, and warrior angels to go ahead and just take care of her at all times. Her and her daughter, Father. Father, go ahead and bless her with prosperity, not only in her finances, but in health, Father God. Make this the season of health in her family, Lord. Go ahead and you be the doctor of any illnesses, anything that is that, that is not right, Father. You go ahead and cure in Jesus' mighty name, Father God. You go ahead, Father God, and shower her with your glory. Father God, we ask you to go ahead and and bring the the glory cloud over her life, Father God. Go ahead, Father God, and just just make her the best parent, Father God, that she possibly can be. Make her a beacon of light, Lord. She is a willing vessel. She's willing to serve you, Father God. She's willing to go ahead and preach the gospel for you, Father God. She is one of the willing ones, Father God. One of the take me, send me, Father God. Father God, and we ask in Jesus' mighty name that she gets covered from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet with the blood of the Lamb at all times. That all the doors, Father God, that are intended to be for her, may you go ahead, Father, you being the God of the door opener. Just open them all, Father God. And the ones that are not from you, Father God, go ahead and close them. Keep the devourer away from her, Father God. Go ahead, Father God, and shower her with your love. Manifest yourself in her life, Father God. Holy Spirit, go ahead and guide her steps at all times. We ask this of you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. My God, my God. Hey, listen, you need to go ahead and register on our website. Okay. Okay, at www.thepowerwithinyoushow.com. I need you to register on there. Send us any petitional prayers you have. Just keep in contact with us so we can go ahead and pray for you. And if you're interested, and, and if you're interested in the uh, in the courses that we have coming up, go to course registration starting on the 21st for the Book of Romans. Okay. It's going to be right here. The same way you're calling in now is how we're mm-hmm. going to teach you. You don't have to go anywhere. You ain't got to spend no money going to hotels or nothing like that. Yes. Okay. I, may I have that? Yes. May I have that um, website again? Yes. It's www. dot the power within. Okay. The power within you show. Dot mm-hmm. com. Okay. Thank you very much. So, so the website has the name of the show itself. This is the power within you show. So yes. just put dot .com at the end. Yes, I will, sir. Okay? Okay. God bless you, sister, you and your family. We hope to hear from you again. Join us next week. Now, next week we're going to be on every single night at 9 o'clock, so you can call in every night, and we'll pray for you, and I'm going to be teaching on the prophetic. At 9 o'clock. At okay. 9 o'clock Eastern. Yes, sir. Okay, make Thank sure you, you tell your friends to spread it out. They can call in, and we'll pray for them. Mm-hmm. I will. Thanks a lot. Okay. God bless Have a you. blessed night.
Yeah, bless Bye-bye. you. Let me, let me bring in another caller. Caller number 3559. Caller 3559, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Probably it's Tracy Norwood, North Carolina. How are you? Oh, my goodness. How are you, Praise woman of God? Lord. Praise the Lord. What's going on? <laughs> Not much. Just enjoying hearing hearing the um you preach the gospel. It's just so amazing how you break things down and how um the God is using you and your vessel and you and your wife and uh, it's just encouraging. So I thank God for you, brother. Oh. You're precious. You're precious. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we we just trying to you know, we're trying to do the right thing by God. That's all. We're trying to do in three four seven three two four three eight one three Saints. Just give me a call. I know it's Friday night. I know there's a lot of people out there got a lot of things to do. But uh but uh we need to go ahead and we need to hear from you. Prophets, you can stay on the line. What I want to do right now is let me usher in the presence of God with a worship song. Uh so you go ahead and you stay on. Everybody else who's on, just stay on. Let's play some worship music. I'm gonna play about one or two songs. I just wanna I just I just feel right now that we need to do this, okay?
Jesus, Jesus, 
I pray tonight that all the saints get the revelation of the gospel that, you know, God gave Paul. You know, God just, he, he revealed everything. It was received by direct revelation. That's what it was. It was received by direct revelation, saints. And, you know, Paul, Paul had been a, a persecutor of the church when he was converted. But he went immediately. I mean, if you look into his, if you, if you look into the history of the Apostle Paul, and this is one of the great things we're going to study when we start studying his books. He went immediately into Arabia. Immediately into Arabia. And there he struggled to understand the Old Testament. In light of his experience with Jesus, and, and Paul strengthened, he said, I didn't consult any man, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was. And this was important to Paul. You know, the, the Judaizers is what I call them, the Judaizers, right? They claimed an authority they said was derived from Jerusalem. Paul claimed an apostleship equal to that of the twelve and a revelation which came to him directly by God. Okay? But you know what? It didn't matter because if you read Galatians 1, 18, uh, Galatians 1 verses 18 and, and, and Galatians 2 verse 5, he was confirmed by other apostles. Paul spoke of twice going to Jerusalem to get acquainted with the leaders there. And if you read more into his life, it'll tell you, you know, in his second trip was directed by God to set before them the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles. The leaders confirmed Paul's gospel and affirmed that he had been right in confronting the false brothers. Who sought to introduce legalism? Really? And on that trip to Jerusalem, the leaders had accepted Titus, a Greek. They accepted him as a brother and had not even suggested he should be circumcised. When they accepted Paul's spiritual son, they didn't even suggest that he should be circumcised. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is a gospel of open arms. It accepts everyone. And Paul's experience with the other apostles then suggests that there was no conflict with the gospel he preached and the gospel that it was understood by the leaders in Jerusalem. And after that, even if you read further into his life, it'll tell you that Paul's commission was affirmed. The leaders in Jerusalem added nothing to my message, he said. Instead, they recognized Paul's calling to take the gospel to the Gentiles, even as Peter's calling was to bring the gospel to the Jews in the Holy Land and throughout the world. All of them had a calling. The only concern the leaders in Jerusalem expressed was that the Gentile churches should not continue to remember the poor, which Paul was eager to do. Paul thus has... You know, but he just that, that claim which he made then when he began this argument. The gospel I preach is not something that man made up. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by the revelation from Jesus Christ. There are many people out there who claim that they cannot open their mouth and evangelize the gospel because they don't know what to say. And if you are rooted and grounded and walking in faith and walking in God, you will go ahead and find out. You will go ahead and find out that when you open your mouth, the gospel of Jesus Christ will come out. You're not going to have to work too much at it. It will come out. And that's see, the apostle Paul. That's why he says, I am who I am by the grace of God. Are you going to walk in faith? Are you going to walk in grace? Are you going to walk in humility? 
because you are going to need all those things, including servanthood and obedience, in order to defend the gospel. If you're not going to be obedient to the word of God, then you're going to seem like a hypocrite trying to defend it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is Brother Dillard still on? See, he's always a quiet man. Uh, I'm piggybacking on last night what you were talking about. Uh, the Lord gave me a little something. If you give me the privilege to read it, I would appreciate it. Sure, why not? Speaking to the church. Uh, Go ahead. Man is, man is living life on his own terms and has forsaken my ways. It is time for my creation to line up with my teachings. There will be no more fence straddling. It is time for the church to be shaken down to its core. 2012 is the year of government. You are either for or against my kingdom principles. Those of you that refuse to educate yourselves in my word, you will be judged accordingly. There is no more place for excuses in my family, and shame on you for dishonoring the king. I am still the sovereign king who must be honored in spirit and truth, and it is time for order. My wrath will fall quickly. Be forewarned. I love you. Jesus. Praise God. And, and 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 you know something, Brother Diller, there was something that you just said, which is so true. You know, it, it's the problem is the church uh, educating themselves on the word of God. And, and I hear that scripture thrown around a lot. I was having that conversation with William not too long ago where we talk about, you know, because people will always say that. You know how we are. We're going to start quoting scriptures all the time. And people start talking about, you know, my people will perish through the lack of knowledge. Right. In the mm-hmm. book of Hosea. But what people, and this is just a preview of what I'm talking about, okay, when you sign up for the courses that we're going to have, all right? People use that and say, oh, well, you know, my people perish due to lack of knowledge. And I remember telling some person one time, I said, you know, I kind of feel bad for the unsaved, man, because they just don't know the Bible. You know what I'm saying? At least we have access to the word. We go to church and we we understand the word of God for the most part. These people don't even have access to that. And a person one time, I had another Christian one time just tell me, oh, well, you know, my people will perish through the lack of knowledge. And, and, And I didn't say anything at that time. You know what? Because it made me upset. It made me upset that you we would take the word of God, okay, to try to justify why someone doesn't know the word or, or you know, a, a particular culture or particular people or people who don't know the Lord. And we are dismissive by saying, well, you know what, tough, you know, my people just will perish through the lack of knowledge. If we actually study that scripture. Okay, and I, and I want to. I, the only reason I'm giving you this now is just so you understand how it is we're going to cover when we start studying on the 21st. Okay, what God is saying, first of all, that prophet Hosea was a prophet that was called during an inconvenient time, much like the prophets of the Old Testament. So much so, he was going through so much that he was called while his wife was committing adultery. So not only did he have to deliver God's word. Okay, he had to deliver it while he had other fleshly things on his mind that were just, you know, that that were messing with him. You know, here you are trying to be a prophet to to, to God and and a prophet from God. And at the same time, your wife is out committing adultery. And that scripture, when he said he said, my people will perish through the lack of knowledge. What God is saying is not directed at the saints. God was saying that to the priest because he was telling them Because you failed to go ahead and train, equip, and disciple my people, that is why they will 
perish due to lack of knowledge. Not because of something that they failed to do, but because of something you failed to do. And because you failed to do that, from this day forward, I will end the priesthood. Your children will not be able to become priests. See? So now all of a sudden, that brings a whole new light. Because there are a lot of people in churches today that backslide, okay, that leave the Christianity altogether. Why? Because they're not being trained. They're not being equipped. They're not being discipled. And what God was saying then is what God is saying now. My people are going to perish due to lack of knowledge, but not because they weren't willing, but because you, and that includes me. That includes me. That includes my wife. That includes anybody that has been called to be a, a leader in the kingdom of God. If you fail to do the things that I called you to do, my people are going to perish due to lack of knowledge. So he wasn't putting the responsibility on the saints. He was putting it on the leadership. But all of a sudden, as you know, Brother Dillard, and so does everyone else, you know, all of a sudden, that's just a nice scripture to go ahead and quote. You know, well, brother, man, I didn't know the Bible would say that. Well, bro, you need to hurry up and get with that, you know, because my people will perish through the lack of knowledge. And then all of a sudden, we just start using scriptures to, in conversation. All out of content, don't know the history, don't know what it means, don't know anything. You follow me? Yes, sir. Okay, so that's one of the things that we are going to go ahead and cover you know, when we start talking about the book of Romans and when we start covering the other 65 books and stuff, we're going to get into scriptures and we're going to actually find out exactly what it is that these scriptures mean. So that way, when you use them, because see, when you talk about the, the um, when you talk about uh, putting on the armor of God and you talk about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and that's what you're using to go ahead and fight the enemy off with, okay, then what happens is you're fighting the enemy off. But let me tell you something. It's a little bit hard to fight the enemy off with the word of God if you don't know what the word of God means. That's right. That's right. Okay. If you're using the word of God out of context, if you're not exegesizing it and, and homolyticsing it, then the enemy is just laughing at you because he knows the scriptures better than us. Mm. So so I, I, I encourage people to listen, man, and I said this before, stop reading the Bible, start studying the Bible. Okay, we got to get into the Word of God, and, and, and you know what? I just felt that it was part of my responsibility to start teaching it on the airways, and I'm going to do that. Um, we do it already in churches and conferences and all of that, but this is just another venue that God has given us. So I'm gonna, I just want to bless the saints. I want to make sure that we can unite and lock arms and fight the devil. You see, I, it, none of this, Brother Dillard, none of this does me any good. None of it. I told, you know, I, I, I've told some of my brothers, and I'm, I'm not saying this to boast, okay? I just, I just want you to understand this, okay? I have a pretty good understanding of the Bible. There are people who have a much better understanding than I do and can probably do, uh, I'm sure can do a million times better than I can by teaching it. I do what I can with what I have, okay? But I can defend myself. And I know how to interpret it in the three languages, in the Greek, the Hebrew, and Aramaic. I know how to use the expository dictionaries. I know how to use all the resources. I can, I can defend myself. But I can have all of that in my head. But if I don't have anything in my heart, I have mm. nothing. Mm. I have nothing. And, and when it is in my heart, then what that means is that if it is in my heart, that means that my job is to pass all of that spiritual wisdom that God has given me to everyone else. I'm not supposed to 
you know, just keep that to myself. Because by passing it on to everyone else, I'm defending the gospel. I'm defending it. I'm teaching other people how to defend it. And that way, you will start noticing that when you start uncovering the mysteries of God, when you start understanding what the Word of God is really saying, when, then when you start defending that gospel of Jesus Christ, I guarantee you, I, 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 I promise you, you will go through less spiritual warfare. You will go through less seasons of people who are unemployed, who are sick, who the devil has stolen. Who, you will go through less of that because you can use the word of God to go ahead and fight the enemy off. Jesus used the word to fight the devil off in the desert. Get behind me, Satan. That's what he told Peter. What you mean I ain't going to the cross? You know, you get behind me. See, Jesus already knew the word. He knew the word, and when, and when the devil tempted him three times in the desert, he used the word of God. We can all go, and I keep saying this, man, and I know I sound like a broken record, but we can, you know, it's fine that, that we're, you know, we love Christ and that we're, you know, everybody is standing true on faith, okay? But you got to defend his gospel. You, you have to. And it's kind of hard to do if we don't understand what the gospel is saying. Amen? Amen. So I just want everybody to, you know, let's just team up, man. Let's just learn this thing, you know, and then watch it. We're going to become a force to be reckoned with. We're going to become a force to be reckoned with. Is um is Prophetess Tracy still on? Uh, 3559, is she on? I believe yes, I that's am. Her. Yes, okay. I am. Okay, what's, what's going on? Uh, not much, but I just know one thing. I, I, love, I love what you're saying. Uh, what I like about the Holy Ghost, is the Holy Ghost, it's like a can opener. It opens up things to show us how to operate in those things, how to speak the word, how to proclaim it over our life so that devil can't, because the devil's been defeated 2,000 years ago anyway. But he's underneath our feet, and he can't touch what belongs to God. And when we learn to submit... But, but here's the deal, though, prophetess. I'm sorry to cut you off. The go devil ahead. was defeated, okay? The devil is defeated. The problem that a lot of us have is that we don't know the difference. The devil is defeated, but he's not dead. Oh, okay. yes. So, so oh, he's, yes. Always, he's a defeated foe who is going to continue oh, yes. to go ahead and fight. Oh, yes. But that's oh, why I like about the Holy Spirit. When we have the Holy Spirit, we have power over him to speak against him. Come on. My God, my God. Come on. I'm, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm trying. You, you, you're, you're dead on. You're dead on. Mm-hmm. I can tell I got, you more, but go ahead. You're the teacher. You're great. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, you I'm, stirring I'm, me up. Activate it. <laughs> I didn't mean, I didn't well, mean to stir yeah. nobody up. No, I'm no, go ahead. To, I'm just trying to speak truth. I'm just trying to speak truth. Hey, William, are you still on? Yes, I am, brother. Okay. It looked like you fell asleep there for a moment. No. I want... I want to make sure you're on, uh, because this is something that these are, <laughs> these are conversations that you and I have had many a times, and uh, I know we're going to have a good turnout for Romans. We're going to have a lot of fun with Romans on the 21st. Um, we're going to we're going to see the Book of Romans and the Apostle Paul from from a very uh, from a very different perspective, um, and I believe that when when you start studying the author of a book. You also need to start studying, you know, his background, his history. 
you know, and we're going to cover that when we get into Romans. When we start getting into the epistles, you know, we'll start covering how at the age of 14, Paul's parents uh, and then Saul send him down to study under a man by the name of Gamaliel. And, and you know, so if, if I tell you, for example, this is the way I want the listeners to start thinking. If I tell you at the age of 14, Saul was sent by his parents to go ahead and study under under a, 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 a man by the name of Gamaliel. I want your minds to start thinking because the question should automatically pop up, who was Gamaliel? Where, where did he come from? What, what's his credentials? So that way you will start noticing that when then you know what he imparted into Saul, who later became Paul. So you start thinking and, and you start seeing and visioning whenever you read these letters and you read the gospel, you can picture the history behind this and it makes more sense to you. Gamaliel was mentioned in the book of Acts, by the way. As a matter of fact, the, the Bible records he saved even some disciples' uh, lives when he said, listen, if it's from man, it will be temporal, but if it's from God, it will stay permanent. And uh, the, the, the Jewish historian Josephus once said about Gamaliel, he quoted in his book, he says that when Gamaliel died, heaven shed a tear. So, you know, we can get into all of that. We're, we're, I mean, we're going to break stuff down. You guys are going to walk away with a lot of knowledge. At least, I don't want to say a lot of knowledge. You'll have what I have. I just want to give you everything that I have. So that way, I hope that it's a blessing to you. Amen? Amen. 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 Next week, we're going to do eight teachings on the prophetic. We got a lot of prophets going around, man. A lot of people prophesy, and a lot of people have prophetic unctions, you know, Um Saints don't know whether to listen to the prophets, not listen to the prophets. Is it confirmation? Is it words of encouragement? Do you feel pressured to give a word when you don't have a word? Right? So we're going to talk about what authority does the, the does the does the prophet carry? And 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 the other thing is, you know, if you if you read the book of Amos, Amos made it clear, you know, he said God does nothing unless he lets his prophets know. So on, the prophet carries a whole lot of a whole lot of clout with God. So, you know, one of the things that we're going to have to determine is, you know, for the saints is, you know, you're going to have to be able to discern who's prophetic and who's not. As, as I was told a long time ago, they said, brother, you're going to have to you're going to have to be able to determine. Are you prophetic or are you pathetic? It's going to be one of the two. But uh, we, 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 we pray, you know, that people that hang out in this ministry, man, they have the prophetic unction and that God is actually blessing them. Uh, I believe in the prophets. We move in the prophetic. I believe in that. I believe in that because it holds a lot of clout with God. It's one of the spiritual gifts, and we're going to break that down next week. Amen. So one of the things that I'd like for us to do right now, there's a couple things we need to be, we need to pray for. Um, and I want us to take a moment and pray for that. Uh, you know, I, 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 I told you guys before, I... Um, I have a political background, and, and, and I kind of understand government, and I've worked up in Washington, up in the Capitol, in the State Department. And I, I listen, it's just something I know. I studied. I've been there, done it, got the T-shirt, the jacket, the sweatshirt, the whole nine yards. But it's easy sometimes whenever we get into election years for a lot of things to, to come up to fruition, for a lot of things to come up. And we start picking sides, and we start, you know— involving, you know, our Christianity and our faiths with the politics and trying to justify it with the Bible and the Constitution and yada, 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 all the way through. I got to tell you something, man. I'm voting Jesus, right? Uh, I, I just I just want to know what, what Christ has to say about this. I'm not here to dog any man. I'm not here to dog any party. I'm not here to dog anybody. 
I just want people to we we have to we can't be so separated by issues of the world. And I've said this before. The problem with the world today is that we have a lot of fleshly problems that need godly solutions. And a lot of people do not understand um you know the godly solutions that that we have to step, take a step back. See, we need to decrease so we can increase somebody. Mm-hmm. You see. Come so on. now when we do that, I, I like something that uh, I believe <clears throat> it was Bishop Jakes uh, who who had made a comment to it. Jake said, you know, uh, the president the other morning gave a, a prayer breakfast, and Jake's uh, he said, you know, I've ministered to three presidents in in my lifetime, and with this one, some things I agree and some things I don't agree. And that should be the case with everybody because no man is perfect, okay? I don't care what who you side with. They can't be right 100% of the time. He says, but we get together, man, and we pray. And the only thing that I ask people for, regardless on who it is, forget about the person. Whoever God puts in there, just pray for them. You know what I'm saying? Just pray that that, that the Holy Ghost convicts whoever it is that needs conviction. And if they're saved, then let the Holy Ghost convict them even more. Okay, because not not all they don't. I don't care who it is. They don't do everything right. You know what I'm saying? Um, But but as Christians, we that's what unites the body. But when you have one part of the body going one way, one part of the body going other, then it's kind of hard for us to meet in the middle and defend the gospel. Because we're going and now we're, we're paying attention to fleshly things. And it's okay to get educated. It's okay to find out the truth. It's okay to find out whatever it is that, that soothes your heart. But at the end of the day, it has to be a spiritual thing for you. It has to be, Lord, I want to do what is right in your eyes. And that goes back to the teaching we did yesterday, which is walking with God. Okay? You're going to put God first. When you put God first in your life, it makes it much simpler for you to defend the gospel. And that is what makes the enemy upset. You cannot defend the gospel and put you first and God second. And it, ta- it takes me to a, a, a story I heard one time. There was this young man. It was told to me by a pastor. There was a young man who, who said, you know, uh, you know, uh, pastor, you know, I just want to go ahead and I want to go, grow, you know, grow closer to God and and. and I just want to do what is right, you know, by Christ, you know, and and the pastor told him and he said, well, you know what, just go ahead. I think he started him off in the book of John and he said, just go ahead and read, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and just start reading the gospel. And a young man went a couple months later, he came back, he said, pastor, I think I got it. And he said, well, what, what, what did you get? And he said, you know what, it really is about me and Jesus. And pastor said, okay, okay, well, why don't you go back and read some more? And he went back and he kept reading the word and reading the word. And when he came back a couple of months later, he said, Pastor, I got it this time. I got it. He said, well, what what did you get? He said, it's about Jesus and me. And the pastor said, you know what, that's great. But why don't you go back and continue to read the word of God and just read the word and read the word and read the gospel. And the young man went back and he studied and he studied and he studied and he kept studying. And he came back. He said, Pastor, this is the last time because I really got it. And the pastor said, well, what did you get? He said, you know what? It's just about Jesus. Amen. So when when we're able to go ahead and we can see the gospel of Jesus Christ through that point of view, when you can get in your life where your perspective, your train of thought, your pathology, the way things go in your mind, processes, and then comes out of your mouth, when your spirit man is able to speak for you, then you will be able to defend the gospel. Yes. Because until then, it's just flesh talking. 
Amen. Amen. So I, I want to pray. You know what? I, I just I want to pray. A lot of times it's real easy. People always say, well, let's pray for the nation. And I think that that's important. Right. But you know what? I want to pray. I also want to pray for the leaders of the nation, regardless on what political party they sit on. OK, we have leaders on both sides of the aisle. I just want to pray for everybody who's in leadership, because I'm telling you, when you get into Romans and we get into Romans 13, I'm going to break it down to you in a way that I'm going to show you some things in a different light. OK, so and I'm going to show it to you the way the, 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 the gospel is, is meant to be seen. It's mean it's OK for us to translate it. We can't come up with our own version. Um, so, you know, Paul was very clear on this in Romans 13, 1 and 2. So all those people that go around criticizing leadership throughout the world, not only here in the United States, throughout the world, people need to understand leadership was placed in leadership because that's what God wanted. So if you have a problem with that, you have to take it up with God. It's just as simple as that. But we'll get we'll get more into that when, when we when we get into it. So I want to pray for everyone because they're all human beings and I want whoever is not whoever is not in Christ to come to Christ. And be able to walk a Christ-like life. Uh, my wife educated me on something earlier too. Now she's always educated me on this, but you know, when when you start thinking about it, it really, it really, uh, it really hits home. There's a lot of people that are saved. Don't get me wrong. There is a lot of people that are saved. There's a lot of people that have accepted Jesus Christ. But can somebody please start differentiating between I am saved and I am walking? Because you might have accepted Christ, but your life is not portraying the fact that you accepted Christ. See, there's a difference between the two. Now, save the saved and salvation, salvation. But all of a sudden, there's a lot of people who think that because they said a sinner's prayer and now all of a sudden they accepted Jesus Christ, you can go out and do what you want to do. And you can compromise the gospel. And that's not the case. So we're going to cover a lot of that, too. And I hope it doesn't make anybody upset. I'm just trying to tell you what the doctrine says, right? I'm just going to preach the gospel to you, okay? You, it, I think it's great. We need to save souls. But then we need to, once you save a soul, once you can go out there and you evangelize, saving the soul is the first part. Getting them into a church is the second part. You got to keep them, and then keeping them there is the third part. Because a lot of times we'll do step one and two, man, but the church has become a revolving door. We can't keep them there. And the only reason that happens is just because we make it about us. We make it about the man, the woman, the, the, the flesh. We don't make it about God, and sometimes that fails. Or sometimes we do make it about God, and we make it about Jesus. And, you know, we as human beings, we just don't like what we're hearing, and then we move on. But that's a relationship between you and Christ. That's something that you've got to take care of. Just remember, if you're not living a Christ-like life, it's hard to defend the gospel. You cannot defend the gospel if you're not living a Christ-like life. It's a bit impossible. I'm not talking about that you haven't sinned or that you can make mistakes because you know what? The last man that walked on water, he's not here. We're waiting for him to return. Okay? So you're going to fall, but it's a matter of your heart. It's a matter of the heart. The 66 books of the Bible are matters of the heart. And I and I look forward to the honor and the privilege of being able to break them down with you. Um, again, on Monday, I think we have a special guest on. We have Pastor John. We're, we got Pastor John. He's going to come on. He's going to teach with me the prophetic church. He's going to do the first teaching with me. Um, we're going to have him on. Uh, for those of you who had who, who listened when we had uh, the senior pastor from New Covenant Church in Long Island, New York, Pastor Bill, he was on uh, when we did Spiritual Warfare, the Invisible War. Uh, pastor John is his associate pastor. 
Uh, and I just think that that church has has a special anointing on on it, and 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 those pastors, especially the senior pastor, he really has a calling on his life, an apostolic calling. And um, this associate pastor, you know, has submitted himself under his senior pastor and, and serves him with a lot of honor, integrity. And and I wanted for him to come on and give him an opportunity to come on and share. So definitely join us on Monday at nine o'clock. We're going to start off uh, with teaching on the prophetic church. Uh, tell your friends, give them the phone number. Uh, it's three four seven three two four three eight one three. Have them come on, and you know those guys. You guys who are who are pros already by coming on here. You know how we work here. We have fun. We break down the gospel. We talk about different subjects. We pray for people. We prophesy for people. We breathe life into people. The one thing we don't do here is we don't talk negativity to anybody. That's right. not what this is here for. Okay, everything here is to encourage people. That's what I want to do. All right. Um, so this is what I'm going to do. I, if you guys would allow me and you're just patient, we still got a little time. You guys usually hang in with me till the end. Okay. What I want to do is I want to play one more worship song and then I'm going to bring some people in so we can pray. All right. Because I believe, you know, we need to close out the week with a strong prayer. All right. So hang in there and we're going to go ahead just with one worship song and then I'm going to go ahead and bring in uh, some people to pray. Go ahead and meditate on the word of God while while this is going on. Okay.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the things that you're doing in the midst, Father God. As we stand here, Father, in the waiting, Father God, waiting for the things that are of you. Father God, waiting to see your hand move. Father God, at this moment, we take this time, Father, to to thank you for, for putting us together to pray for the things that we are seeking for your glory to see, to see your glory, Father. We we Right now, we come together in agreement, in one accord, and we bind the spirit of competition, the spirit of envyness, the spirit of strife and contention, Father God. We come in against the spirit of diseases, Father God. We come in the spirit of jealousy, Father God. The spirit of competition, Lord Jesus. We come against the spirit of murder, Father God. We come against the spirit of Delilah and Jezebel in the churches, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. We come in against the spirit of 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 cancer, Father God, leukemia, diabetes, Father God, in the mind of Jesus. We come against the spirit of sexual abuse, Father God, the spirit of murder, Father God, the spirit of adultery, Father God, in the mind of Jesus. We come against the spirit of of abandonment, Father God, the fatherless, Father God, the motherless, Father God. We come against all those spirits right now in the mind of Jesus, Father God. We're asking you, Father God, to align the church, Father God, align your servants, your children, Father God, your your saints, Father God, to become to come in unity in one accord, Father God, for your glory and your glory alone, Father God. As it's raining outside, Father God, I pray that it's a rain of glory, Father God, a rain of fire to saturate your people right now, Father God, and all those that are listening in right now, Father God. I pray that they get saturated, Father God, and everything that is not of you, Father God, get washed away, Father God, release the living rivers of water, Father God, upon your people right now, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. Let it be a a, a year of seeing miracles, signs, and wonders, Father God. We want to see your hand move, Father God. We don't want to leave no man behind, Father. We want to do the work that you have called us to do, Father God. Lining up, Father God, with your word, Father God, and doing what you have called us to do, Father God. For we each have a purpose, Father God, and we need to pick up our mantles, Father God. Those that are running away from their calling, Father God, show them, Father God, that they need, convict them, Father God. They need to pick up that mantle and go forth and charge forth, Father God, and be the men and women of God that they need to be. They have been called by your glory, Father God. You have chosen them for a purpose, Father God, for such a time as this, Father God. We are to be warriors, Father God. We are to be furious warriors, Father God. Bringing the truth at all times, Father God, and offending none, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. Especially bringing shame to your name, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to do a holy shifting, Father God. Holy shifting in the midst, Father God. And, 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 and shift everything that is not of you, Father God, and remove it right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. We come against the spirit of abortion, Father God. We come against the spirit of homosexuality, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. The spirit of prostitution, Father God, or desirement, Father God, or lusting, Father God. We come against all those spirits, Father God. We come against the spirit of of lacking, Father God. We come against the spirit of joblessness, Father God. We come against the spirit of unfaithfulness, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to mold us, Father God. Make us the righteous men and women that you have called us to be according to your word, Father God, and according to your will, Father God, not men, Father God. Show us, Father God, to to in places where we need to be, Father God. Not where we want to go, Father God, but where you want to send us, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. I ask you, Father God, to protect the soldiers that are in Afghanistan, Father God. And we curse and bind any 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 attack in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. 
Father God. We come against any attack of IEDs, Father God. We come against any attack of bombing, Father God. Any attack of shooting and stabbing, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against the spirit of, of beheadness, Father God, we, we, in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask you to protect the soldiers, Father God, and their leaders, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Put a hedge of protection upon them, Father God. And as right now it is cold out there and they're expecting snow again, Father God, we come against the spirit of coldness, Father God, as they're out there in tents, Father God. Do a holy fireworks in there, Father God, and melt away the, the snow, Father God, and melt away the cold, Father God, and keep them warm, Father God, for your glory and your glory alone, Father God. Allow them to have the food that they need, Father God, to maintain nourish, Father God, and give them the strength that they need, Father God, and the rest that they need, Father God, and always at all times, Father God, a warrior angel and a guardian angel watching their back and their front, Father God, protecting them from the things that are not of you, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. We come and ask you, Father God, to protect your children, your churches, Father God. And and we come against every spirit, every demonic activity, Father God. Every witchcraft right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. We bind it and we curse it. We cut it from the root right now, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to do the works that only you can do, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against the spirit of... of of divorces, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. For the word says that what you unite, no man can set, can break, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to protect the marriages and those marriages that are rocky right now, Father God, and those marriages that are separation, separated because of whatever the case may be, Father God. Do a mighty works in there, Father God, and let your people come alive, Father God, aligned for your glory and your glory alone, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to protect our children, Father God, from being kidnapped, from being murdered, from being sexually abused and, and sodomized, from, from strange Father God, we ask you to remove them from the school places, Father God, from the nursing home, from the, the vicinity of, of people with family around them, Father God. Put them in their own place, Father God, and, and, and restore them, Father God. Restore them and heal them from their, their diseases, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. We come against the spirit of um the, the HIV and the AIDS and all those, Father God. Wash away every disease, Father God, that people are carrying the blood system, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And I ask you, Father God, to restore them, heal them, and deliver them, Father God, from all those, the generational curses, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. Do a restoration in your people, Father God. Open the eyes of understanding, open the ears of listening, Father God, so they could come to the knowledge of who Jesus is, Father God, that they know that the only way to salvation, the only way we can be set free is through Jesus, your son, Father God, your begotten son, Father God. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to protect the those that have worked, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, protect their homes, protect the resources, Father God, and allow them, Father God, to give freely as you give us, Father God. Allow them to give freely to those that are lacking, those that don't have, Father God. Do not allow any children or men or women to go to bed without food, Father God, and nothing in their stomach, Father God. Allow them to have heat and a shelter, Father God. Let us unite in one accord, Father God, to do your will, Father God. To do the, the things that you have called us to do, Father God. We are to call to be a hospital. We a church. We be brothers and sisters and watch upon each other, Father God. Allow your church, your people to become in unity, Father God. For your glory and your glory alone, Father God. As we are headed for Valentine, Father God. It's a day of love. But every day is a day of love, Father God. And when we walk in Christ, it is love every day. Unconditional love, Father God. And we have to open our eyes and know that it doesn't matter how ugly people do us. We are to love love them and reflect Christ-like at all times, Father God, for your glory and your glory alone, and that allows us, Father God, allow us that that, that, that fire that is seen through us and the, the glory that is seen through us and the light that is seen through us bring many, Father God, to the knowledge of who you are and for your glory and your glory alone, Father. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
come to you humbly asking you, Lord, that we would uh, just do your will in everything that we try to accomplish. It would be for your will. It would be for your glory. We just thank you, Lord, that you've established the government, Lord. you placed the people there that um, you would have there, Lord. And I just pray on their behalf, Lord, that they would do the right thing and that everything would work out for your glory, Lord, and for your good. Help us to submit to that authority, Lord, whether we agree with them or not, and help us to be good stewards, Lord, of everything that you've given us. I pray that you would just watch over our families, Lord, protect us, be with us, and guide us in everything that we do. Help the word to be number one in our life, Lord, that that love in our heart for others, that we would have a heart for others, that we would have a heart for the gospel to share, and that you would just pour out your abundance on us, Lord. There's people out there with needs that need jobs, that need uh, homes, that are uh, homeless, Lord, that that don't have you, the lost. So I just pray that you would go before and meet everyone's needs. Um, And just uh, I pray on their behalf. I thank you for everything that you've done in my life. I thank you for this radio station, Lord, and what you're doing in the Martinez. I pray financial blessing upon them, Lord, so they can continue to do your work. I thank you for just being able to pray to you, the freedom to pray, the freedom to be able to go to church. And we just honor you, we praise you, we thank you, and help us through this night to have another day to to do better for you the next day. Thank you, name Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Prophetess Tracy, won't you take a minute and go ahead and pray for something that's on your heart? Father God, we just come to you first and ask you to forgive me of anything I might have said or done wrong. Father God, I know it's not about me. It's all about you. Father God, I pray that you'll just lift up the Martinez, bless them, encourage them, strengthen them to keep going forward, to keep doing your will, to keep using their vessel as they want to be used, Father God, and bless them mightily in the name of Jesus and restore some things back to them that they have lost. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you will just encourage them, strengthen them, and shape them to whom you want to be, for they know that they are not people pleasers. They are your pleasers, Father God. And I pray that they will keep marching in the things of you, Father God. And I pray for all the listeners that you will help them financially, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. Bless them and increase them in their knowledge and their wisdom and their understanding. Give them the clarity and the destiny to keep changing for you. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we know you don't change, but it's us that's supposed to change. In the name of Jesus, Father God, I pray for for the uh, government. I pray for um, all the politics. I pray, God, that you will just minister the heart, the sound free, come to know the truth, so everything will line up and be in an agreement. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, and bring the uh, fear out and bring in the faith. God, that you'll turn around for your glory. I pray, Father God, that you'll touch the homeless, that you'll touch the troops. I pray that you'll just touch everything that needs to be touched, that people will learn to grasp of who you are and get the knowledge of who you are, stop running from you, and they will just learn to get a taste of you, and they will stop running from you, and they will learn to come to you in the name of Jesus. People will submit and commit to the authority of you. And I pray that you will just sweep, that you will just sweep out every church and every nation, Father God, of all the nations, Father God, before that, that you will bring a revival, before you bring the revival, Father God, for people to be on that one mind, one accord, that you will just get the junk and the sin out, Father God, and you will bring it back to the foundation the way you founded it, Father God, the way you wanted it, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every spirit of lies, 
torment, deceit, lust, jealousy, hostility, angerness, bitterness, in the name of Jesus. I just thank you right now for what you're doing in the midst and what you're doing right now, Father God, and what you have done. I thank you for what you you haven't done and what you're going to do. We just thank you right now, and we praise you. And I just pray a head of protection around everybody and their families and their kids, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Oh, Oh, my God. Let me go ahead and take a call. Yes. Let me go ahead and take a call. Caller number 4931. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Catherine again. How are I'm calling you? from Washington. I called in, I believe, last night. Yes, how are you? I'm good. God bless. God bless. We're, we're winding down the show. We have about two minutes. Uh, uh, such a blessing for you to call in. What can we do for you, woman of God? Um. Well, I have a question particularly about children and spiritual warfare. And I wondered, do you guys know of any resources that would give specifics on how to teach kids warfare? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the the first thing that you want to do, particularly as being the head of the – between your husband and you being the head of the household and, and the children right. being up, under your covering, um, mm-hmm. you will find that most ministers will always tell you, because that's what God says, is you just got to cover them in prayer. That's the first thing. You got to cover them in the blood of Christ. And then mm-hmm. what I will do is if you um, – I believe you register, so we'll try to send you some information on some resources out there that I recommend for that, that is good reading on it. Okay, because we're, we're wanting to do simple stuff because obviously we pray the armor for them. We obviously cover them and the, the blood of Jesus, and, and, and they are totally covered. But what we're noticing is that um, – it's not that, that the covering is an issue. It's that, that they want to do something themselves in a, in, a, in a safe way, like essentially speaking to the whatever it is and telling it to go in the name of Jesus. And I okay. was trying to figure out if there was anything in Scripture that talked about, I know that, that the age of accountability is like 13, but that, does that mean that we cannot teach them while they're no, young? No, no, absolutely okay. not. And, and, and I okay. don't mean to rush you off, but, but what no, it's I want to do is, it's only because we're closing the show. But what I am going to do is just give me some time, and I'll try to get together for you some resources and, and some good reads and, and some spiritual wisdom, and, and we'll make sure we get with you and you have that, okay? Fantastic. I have one more quick question. The guy who prophesied just a minute ago, what was his name? Um. Oh, that he prophesied a minute ago? Yeah, he was he was he was praying and he was prophesying as he prayed and he he spoke a word for me last night. Dillard, his name is Dillard. Dillard, okay. Okay, all right. If okay. you tune in on Monday, tune in on Monday, nine p.m. He'll be on. Fantastic. Okay. God bless. All right, William, are you still on? Uh yes, I am, brother. You have sixty seconds to close us out in prayer. <laughs> oh, praise God, Father. We come to you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. We thank you, Father, for your servant, O God. Thank you, Father, that you have, hallelujah, spoke to us through your word tonight, O God. And I pray, O God, in the name of Jesus, that you will give us the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding to to deal with our daily affairs, Father. And I pray, O God, that you will shower us, shower us with your blessings, Father. And may you empower us and strengthen us and quicken us. By the power of your Holy Spirit, Father, as we walk in the flesh, as we walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, Father. And Father, we ask you, Lord God, to to um, to give us the miracles that we need, Lord God, and let miracles, signs, and wonders be the evidence, Hallelujah, of your Majesty and 
and hallelujah, and I pray, Father, that you will strengthen us and quicken us tonight, Lord God, and may you give us sound sleep, and we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name, my God, thank you, Lord. All right, saints, listen, this is going to be all for tonight. I can't stress enough next week, okay? Make sure you join us next week. And listen, go on the website, www.thepowerwithinyoushow.com. Register for the 21st of February. It's going to be the first book we're going to cover in the Bible. It's going to be the book of Romans. I'm going to be teaching on it. Uh, when you register on it, it's just a $20 registration fee. And we're going to go through all the books in the Bible. I can't stress this enough. God put, God put this in my heart. So please make sure that you register. Join us. You won't regret it. It's going to be insightful. I want to thank you this time for your time. Till next time, God bless you. Praise and mercy and God's grace upon your life and your family and prosperity with finances and with health. And we see you guys on Monday night. God bless.